0: All right, so what I'm going to do now, I'm going to introduce my roommate and our speaker for tonight. He's our resident missionary here at City Bible Church, and uh, he's still looking for uh, donors. So uh, if you guys want to donate, <laughs> uh, you know, ask him about it. Still got goals to hit. So welcome up, Matt F, please. Thank you. All right, thank you, David. Um Wait, sorry, Chris, this recorder is good to go, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, yeah, good evening, everyone. Uh, thanks again, yeah, for coming out to the second ever City Bible Midweek Service. So I'm glad you all can make it um, and be a part of history. Can we say that <laughs> this is a part of history? Um, but yeah, anyways, we'll get straight into it. So for tonight's sermon, um, we'll be looking at Luke chapter 6, verse 27 through 36, This passage is about loving our enemies. Loving our enemies, that's a lot harder to do. Or I should say it's a lot easier said than done. Am I right? Um, It's something that we usually don't tend to naturally do. Um, But yet God commands us to do that. And in defining enemies, there are different types of enemies out there. Um, One type of enemy can be an ongoing enemy. It can be somebody... Who in your life who you just don't get along with whether it's a co-worker or a colleague or whether it's someone in your own family too um, another type of enemy can be someone that you make in your head and what I mean by that is if you're talking with someone, let's say for example and you think, oh, um, this person doesn't really like me or this person is talking to me because they have some ulterior motive um, but later on you find out that was all a bunch of baloney and that wasn't true, um, you know That happens too. And uh, another type of enemy, which I feel is most common, at least for me, is those spur of the moment type of enemies where maybe you just get an argument with someone, um, whether it's a friend or just someone you don't know, or you have some kind of small incident. And yeah, you kind of just stew over that and are just angry at that person for a short period of time. Um, I can just share one example of that in my own life. Um, Yeah, I prepared this message months ago. So this was like maybe three, four months ago, um, but... My dad, uh, he was walking with his neighbor one uh, one morning, and they stopped at a supermarket because uh, my neighbor had to pick up something from the market. And so as my dad was waiting, this guy, he's like 20-some-year-old guy, he comes up with a shopping cart, and he intentionally pushed it into my dad. Um, it was deliberate. It wasn't like an accident or anything. And some of you know my dad is elderly. He's over 80, and he's had some health problems over the past year or so. So... Yeah, um, I mean, my dad just kind of pushed it back towards him. I don't know what was wrong with the guy who was starting to say, "Oh, don't touch my shopping cart" or whatever. Um, but my dad just walked away, and luckily, it didn't escalate from there. Um, but it did leave a like pretty pretty big bruise on his arm for over a week. So when I heard this story, um, I wasn't there at the time. But when I heard it, I was I was very upset. Right? I was um, I was like, "Who is this guy?" Like, um, you know. I was very very mad, as you can imagine. I mean, you know, if that happened to you, what what happened if someone attacked your, you know, I don't know if your dads are old or not, but um, if someone attacked your grandparents or just someone you loved, I mean, wouldn't wouldn't you feel the same way? Wouldn't you feel angry? Wouldn't you feel that you wanted to do something? So naturally, we don't want to love our enemies. We want to get vengeance by our own hands. But yeah, again, here in uh, Luke chapter 6, Jesus is telling us to love our enemies so yeah in this message i'll just talk a bit about um you know in loving our enemies we reflect the character of god and how that can look like practically speaking loving our enemies so let's go ahead and stand up for the reading of the word again it's luke chapter six verse 27 through 36 so verse 27 but i say to you who hear love your enemies do good to those who hate you Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you. And from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. Verse 32. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. Let's go ahead and pray. Father God, um, I just thank you for this uh, opportunity to hold a service in midweek, Lord, to just hear your word, God. And as, as uh, we hear these words tonight, Lord, may you just direct the words of this message, Lord, and may you open our hearts um, to what you may have to say to us tonight, God. And, and in Jesus' name we pray, amen. You guys can sit down. So, a little bit of background in this passage. So, this is Jesus. He's preaching the Sermon on the Mount. The parallel passage is in Matthew chapter 5. And he's talking to a mainly Jewish audience. Um, So, back back in those days, Israel was under uh, occupation by the Roman Empire. Um, You know, their, their land wasn't theirs. They were pretty much in charge. Or somebody else was in charge of their country. And so... Naturally, the Roman soldiers would have been the Jewish people's enemies, right? Um, I don't think they would have liked taking orders from people who are not their own. And you also had, or they they also had tax collectors um, who were fellow Jewish people who were seen as collaborators with the Roman Empire. Um, They were seen as Benedict Arnolds. They would be collecting taxes for the Roman Empire, and it was known that they would also kind of collect some extra money for themselves. So those guys were hated for sure. Um, And so the people that Jesus is talking to here, they definitely had enemies. Um, And, you know, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is preaching the values of the kingdom of heaven, which is, you know, completely opposite of what the world teaches. Um, Yeah, and before I go further, um, just kind of a quick caveat on loving your enemies. So loving your enemies doesn't necessarily mean, you know, just uh, buddying up with them, trying to put up with them. Because, um, you know, Jesus himself, he had enemies, right? He had Pharisees, the religious leaders of the day, um, who would always get an argument with him. Um, and of course, you know, they also tried to arrest him and ki- eventually kill him. And it's important to note that, yeah, Jesus didn't, you know, try to reconcile with them, try to, um, you know, just buddy up with them and just let bygones be bygones after a theological debate, right? Um, there are times where he had to, physically distance himself from his enemies. He rebuked them and he distanced himself. And in the same way, um, I feel or I think that we, there are certain situations where wisdom and discernment are needed, where we also have to distance, physically distance ourselves from our enemies. Um, just for example, like, for, for example, an abusive relationship. Obviously, you want to tell someone who's being abused, oh, you know, just, just try to love the person more, right? I don't think anyone would agree with that. Um, so there's wisdom and discernment on you know whether to get away um, from that person but you can still love them from a distance which i'll talk about a bit more Um, but yeah just a little caveat there so yeah enemies um, we all have them at one point in our lives or another Um, so who are your enemies who are your roman soldiers who are your tax collectors maybe it's literally the tax collector if you don't like paying taxes um but yeah you know we we naturally just don't want we naturally don't um want to love our enemies right like I said um just with the example with the guy that attacked my dad like I was like I was upset I wanted to find that guy and teach him a lesson but um (laughs) sorry I see Chris laughing (laughs) But you know, regardless um, of how we feel, Jesus commands us to love our enemies. Right? In verse twenty-seven, again, he says, "But I say to you who, but I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you." So this, this is not a suggestion. Jesus is telling us to love our enemies, and you know, by by doing so, we reflect who God is because God himself has shown mercy in our own lives has he not Um, while we were still sinners Christ still died for us and that's the heart of the gospel you know while before we came to faith in Christ we were actively rebelling against God you know we were his enemies but God didn't just leave us to our own devices and you know condemn us no, he gave us a path to reconciliation, right? Through his son, Jesus Christ. Um, so God didn't just pull this command out of nowhere. Like he set, he set the example himself for us to follow. And as Christians, isn't that the point? We're supposed to reflect who God is to this world. Um, in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, uh, it's written, While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And also in 1 John chapter 4, verse 19, it's written, We love because he first loved us. So, I mean, I know we've heard it, we've heard it many times. Um, I know the audience here. So I know we've heard it many times. Um, but, you know, it's really important to just remind ourselves, like, this is what God has done for us, and we should imitate that. So what does that look like in our own lives? What does it look like to love our enemies? Um, the rest of the passage kind of gives a few examples. Um, in verse 29 through 30, you can give to what you can give your enemies whatever they don't have, right? Um, verse 30 give to everyone who begs from you, and from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. So just for example, if you see someone that you don't particularly like, whether it's a co-worker or a colleague, um, and you see that they need help with something, it's very tempting to just say, I don't like that person. I'm I'm just not gonna, you know, deal with that. I don't want to interact with that person. But that's not what God calls us to do, right? God calls us to love them. So we can, you know, if we see someone in need, we can help them out. Um, That's one example. And another example of loving our enemies is by not retaliating against them. I think, I can can share from my own experience. That's usually the natural reaction. You just want to um, you know, fight back. You want to get them back for something that someone may have done wrong to you. But by showing love, um, you can just, for starters, not retaliate. And instead, you can pray for them. In uh, verse 28, it says, Bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. And again, God shows us the example. Jesus himself, when he was crucified, you know, when the Roman soldiers were crucifying him, crucifixion was one of the worst ways for anyone to be executed um jesus didn't you know he didn't curse the people that were doing that to him what did he do he prayed for the people that were persecuting him he said father forgive them for they know not what they do and can you imagine that like you know on the cross it's a very excruciating excruciating way to die but yet jesus with his last breath he he prays for them I mean, again, like, I know we've heard this a million times, but it's just so amazing, right? Like, can you imagine in, in uh, being put in that position if someone's actively harming you, that you pray for them? Another biblical example we can find is in Acts chapter 7 um, with the disciple Stephen, as he was being stoned by the Sanhedrin, uh, which was the Jewish religious council of the day. Um, what did he do as he was being stoned to death? He also prayed for them. With his dying breath, he said, Lord do not hold this sin, do not hold this sin against them and can you imagine that like I don't know if I can do that I'll be honest um but you know Stephen was doing what his lord did um in praying for his enemies and also just sharing with back with my previous story about the guy that attacked my dad so as I as I said earlier I was I was mad I was super upset but you know what I did? That same night um, as I was praying, I actually decided to pray for this guy. I had no idea who he was. I have no idea what he looks like, only that he's like mid-20s. That's what my dad said. Um, I ended up just praying for him and just asking, Lord, you know, please forgive this guy. I pray that he finds repentance. I pray that he has an opportunity to find forgiveness from you. And, you know, I, I, I knew that that's what God wanted me to do. And I'm going to admit, it feels weird at first, because that's naturally what we don't want to do, right? But again, that's what God calls us to do. So why should we do it? Why should we love our enemies? Is it because the Bible says so? I mean, that's a good first reason, right? The Bible is God's word. I think we can all agree on that. But we can go a bit deeper. Um, For starters... By not loving your enemies, you tend to hold a bitterness inside of you, and that bitterness can grow in your life. It can create an opening for sin and distraction in your life, and you just end up becoming a bitter person towards people, towards society. But as Christians, that's you know we're not meant to be bitter people. In Ephesians uh, chapter four, verse thirty-one, uh, Paul writes, "Let bitterness be put away from you." So instead of being Bitter. We're supposed to, you know, live this new life with joy and love towards one another. You see, trying to get revenge by your own hand, that doesn't do the trick. That's not what heals the human heart. Um, Again, it's it's the heart of the gospel, right? Um, While we were still sinners, you know, Christ still died for us. And just as God was merciful with us, we should be merciful and loving with others. Again, it's just reflecting... Um, it's reflecting God's character. And also by, by loving your enemies, it's, you're also doing another thing. You're also declaring um, that you trust God in his sovereignty over everything that happens in your life. Again, we want to try to get justice by our own hands. We want to make sure the other person pays for what they've done to us. But by not retaliating, but by showing mercy by loving them, even if it's from a distance, even if you're just praying for them, you're declaring that you trust God. Um, in Psalm, uh, not sorry, not Psalms, uh, mm-hmm. Proverbs twenty, uh, chapter twenty-one, fifteen. Um, it's written that He disciplines and punishes the unrepentant. So we can trust that God will um, punish those who who do wrong to us. So what does what does that free you up? That frees you up to love others. And also in First Peter cha- uh, chapter two, verse twenty-three, Peter writes of Jesus. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. See God is the only one that can um, God is the only one that can judge rightly. He, he's the only one that can judge in a perfect sense, not us. Um, that's not our job, right? We, we can just leave that up to God. And we, which again, frees us up to love those who harm us, our enemies. And that, that's one. That's also one difference um, between other world religions or worldviews that might teach something similar about, you know, loving your enemies, loving your fellow man. Um, you know, those they, they teach that just so we can live in a better society, uh, but without God in the picture. But for us as Christians. Again, we're imitating what God has done for us in our lives. We're also reflecting his character. That's the difference um, in loving our enemies um, or what Christianity teaches about loving our enemies. And also, uh, one last thought is that by loving your enemies, by letting go of the bitterness, the hatred, it gives you a peace knowing that you're, what you're doing is aligning with what God wants you to do in, in your life. Um, actually, a few weeks, well, a few, a month month and a half ago, as I was uh, talking about the sermon with a friend, um, this friend is obviously a Christian. Um, as we were talking about the sermon, he actually put the call on hold for a second and just left the room for a bit. And I thought he was just using the restroom. Um, but he came back and he was telling me that he actually had an argument with his wife that day. Um, and dur- during that day, he was... You know, he was, he was angry, he was upset about it. And, you know, as we were talking about the sermon, he felt convicted that he started to see his own wife as an enemy. Um, just one of those momentary enemies. And so he felt convicted to just, right there and then, um, just go to his wife and just apologize and confess, um, to confess this to her and to start to reconcile with her. And as he came back, he was telling me this, that he he felt... a sense of peace uh, knowing that you know his what he did is aligning uh, god's will in his life and yeah he, he actually said that i could use this in a sermon so i'm like okay i'll put it in uh, but see what, what i like about this example though is that he showed an immediacy he showed an urgency um, that he would no longer quench the holy spirit in his life even though it was just for half a day Um, But he was already, you know, feeling that bitterness towards his own wife. And I'm not married. I've never been in a relationship. I don't know. But I guess it happens from time to time that you might see your spouse, um, your boyfriend or your girlfriend as an enemy uh, for a short time. Um, It happens. But what's important is how you reconcile with them. So most of us have heard this commandment before. I'm sure we've read this a million times, but sometimes we still struggle to do it. I know I still sometimes struggle with it. Sometimes I still immediately think of retaliating. So why why don't we tend to love our enemies? Maybe it's because we don't trust God. Maybe it's because we want to ensure that we get justice by our own hands. But again, that's God's domain, right? For us, God's calling us to love them. And... You know, I, I want to yeah, just say this. That if there's anyone here tonight, I'm not saying that there is anyone. I'm not a prophet. I'm just saying if you find yourself in a position that you have enemies in your life, that you're harboring hatred or bitterness towards someone or groups of people, um, that God wants you to know that he wants you to stop because that's a false way of living. Rather, he would want you to love who uh, people who you see as enemies in your lives. And again as christians isn't that the goal isn't that to imitate our savior um to become more christ-like again by doing this we would be imitating our god um in verse 36 the last verse of the passage uh, where jesus says be merciful even as your father is merciful so yeah i just want to close out with that and just to let that sink in um again as we, live, as we live our life, as we leave here tonight, just to remember that we should try to imitate more and more um, God's character in our own lives so that we can show the world. You know, it's not about blending in with the world, doing what the world teaches us to do, which is, oh yeah, you know, you're their enemies, you don't have to like them. But yeah, God says the opposite. God tells us to love our enemies. So let's go ahead and uh, pray. Father God, just thank you for this, again, this opportunity uh, for us just to gather and to hear your word for this midweek service, Lord. And just for this um, word, Lord, about loving our enemies. It is difficult, God, in our lives as we still continue to grow in our faith. It's a difficult thing to practice. But, Lord, I pray as we leave here tonight that all of us can, yeah, just take this word with us and just to meditate on it and just to let it stew in our minds, Lord. And if, if, if there are enemies in our lives, Lord, that we can just start taking the step to let go of that bitterness and just to leave it at your feet and so that we can just start to love them as you would have us do, God. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Matt. Appreciate it.